even at jobs you love, motivation can fade. Fortunately, there's a few simple tricks you can try to bring it back. Hey leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And a big part of doing your best work ever is being motivated to do your best work ever. Look, motivation can fade for a variety of reasons in any job. In fact, some would argue it's almost guaranteed to fade in most jobs. And, and here's why. We're most motivated when we straddle a fine line between a challenging task and one that we are aptly suited for. In other words, when we're starting a new job, we might actually feel overwhelmed. There's so many different tasks to figure out and systems to learn. And then we grow and we develop, we learn new skills, and we arrive at this optimal level where the skills that we have meet the challenges in such a way that we always feel a little challenged, uh, but we're always growing a little bit of skills. The problem is as we grow, if we're still in the same role and we're still doing the same tasks, we start to get demotivated because now we just get bored. What started as overwhelming turned into underwhelming. And I guess in the middle was just, I guess a little whelming. And when that happens, we often say, oh, I need a new job, I need to do something else. But remember, you took that job because certain elements of it were enjoyable to you, certain elements of it were powerful for you. And if you're leading a team, you've got people on your team guaranteed that are in this exact moment. They might be looking for a new job, looking to join a new team, because what they're actually looking for is new challenges and new ways to feel that they're growing. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about five simple ways you can help bring motivation back to that job. You can help them feel like they're continuing to grow. You can help them feel like they're continuing to be challenged, and you can help them feel motivated to do their best work. The first trick to stay motivated at work is to build feedback systems into your work. Build feedback systems into your regular routine. And I'm not talking here about your one-on-ones with your manager or if you are a leader doing the one-on-ones. I'm not talking about annual performance reviews. Even companies that have realized how ridiculous it is to only give people feedback once a year and have moved to twice a year or every quarter, even that's still not enough to make an unchallenging job feel motivating again. We need to think about what feedback systems we can put into place on the regular that'll keep you motivated. This might be as simple, by the way, as starting your day with a simple checklist of the most important tasks that you do and reviewing it at the end of the day and realizing, wow, I got four out of five. You know what, tomorrow I'm gonna go for five out of five. This might be looking at what you produce and seeing if you could just keep track of it, right? Just keep track of how many tasks you're doing in a day. I mean, I know people that actually keep track of how many emails they respond to. Now, I the idea that my job would be to reply to emails is, terrifying, right? But if you're in that business, maybe you're in customer service, or maybe you're in uh, some position where you're managing a lot of different people and a lot of the work that you're doing is reviewing different projects, et cetera, that can be a feedback system. Whatever it is for you, make a metric out of some of the primary tasks that you do. And as soon as you create that metric for yourself, you don't have to share this with anyone else, you'll build a feedback system that you can check daily, weekly, uh, monthly, to get more feedback in the job so that you can feel like you're moving the needle a little bit every day that metric gets better. The second trick to stay motivated at work is to track progress 
and achievement. Celebrate your small wins, just the little things, right? Make it a point to send out an email tooting your own horn, if you will, patting yourself on the back anytime, not that you do a task, but that you do a new task or anytime that you solve the same old problem in a new way. What this is about is really about focusing yourself in. You could send this email just to yourself if you wanted to, but it's about focusing yourself in on the new things you're doing every day. There are probably more than you think. And when you focus in on them and you find a way to capture them, capture those wins, capture those new ways, you're able to see your progress on a regular basis. And you're able to see that you're achieving and winning a whole lot more than you may have thought. And the wins alone won't keep you motivated. It's the progress that's tied to them. The ability to look back you know, years ago and go, you know what, I, I dealt with this type of client for the first time 18 months ago. I had no idea what I was doing, but now I've captured seven different clients like that and I'm getting better in every single deal. You can't track progress if you're not tracking your wins. And the coolest thing for you will be to see a year from now how much bigger those wins really are. The third way to stay motivated at work is to use a commitment device. And this this one's a little tricky. I debated whether or not to put this one on the list, but it really does work. Commitment devices are little tricks or agreements that you make to keep yourself motivated to do, especially tasks you don't want to do. You know, I first learned about commitment devices from Dan Ariely's research and also other researchers on, on habits and the power of overcoming those habits like Nir Eyal's um, great book, Hooked. All of them talk about this use of a commitment device. In essence, what you do often is you either pair an undesirable task to a desirable task so that if you do the one, you get to do the other immediately afterwards, right? So this might be after you do your most desirable thing, you attach that to the break where you head down to the Starbucks and you get that caramel macchiato with extra caramel and a cookie or something like that, or, or you can tie not doing a task to an undesirable result. So the most famous of these are like the little commitment bets you could make with somebody else. You know, donate money to your political rival or to a nonprofit you don't actually care about, or even just make the money disappear, right? Put it in a jar and say, unless I actually accomplish this thing I need to do, you get to keep that money and I lose it. Why does this work? Well, depending on which commitment device you use, it either works because you get to associate that undesirable task with the new desirable one, or it works because loss aversion is a very real thing. And the threat of losing out on something I care about if I don't do that undesirable task will keep you motivated to do it. Again, number three, it's like a little, it's a weird inverse, right? Because it's not as positive, but it definitely works. The fourth trick to stay motivated at work is to make it social. And obviously this one applies if you're more on the extroverted side of the spectrum than the introverted side, but it even works for introverts. The question is how many people you add to make it social. And what I mean when I say make it social is, is there a way you can do this task alongside other people? I'll give you an example. In the summer of 2020, I was writing a book during the COVID lockdowns, during the social distancing. I, I was writing a book and I was struggling to get the number of words I needed to achieve every day. Well, I paired with a group of other writer friends of mine and we met on Zoom every day at 11 a.m. We met on Zoom for an hour and then we just wrote. We didn't even talk, right? We said exchange a few pleasantries at the top and then we just wrote. And the act of making it social, it felt like it felt like when we were in college and we would go on study groups together to a coffee shop or to a diner that was serving coffee till 3 a.m. because we're terrible at managing our schedules. It, it felt like that. The idea that there were other people there that I was there to socialize with, but also uh, that I would let down if I weren't doing my work 
kept me motivated. And there's a lot of tasks you could do that are like that. Just because it seems like a solo task, clearing out your email inbox, right? Or creating a new PowerPoint deck doesn't mean you can't make it social by just saying, hey, I'm really struggling to get this done. Do you have any tasks like that? Could we meet up tomorrow afternoon and we can both just focus in on that? You'd be surprised how much more motivated you'll be when you make it social. The fifth and final trick to stay motivated at work is to discover the real purpose. And the reason I say real here is that the organization you work with has a purpose. It has a mission statement. You know, if you work for a for-profit company, it's probably blah, 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 stakeholder value, blah, 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 innovation, integrity, and sustainability, right? And we don't even need to get into what's in the blah, blah, blahs. What I mean by real purpose is that there are real people who need the work you're doing. Maybe that's a, a, an actual customer. Maybe it's an actual stakeholder. Oftentimes it's what we might call an internal customer. Someone else on your team or on another team who you hand that work off to. That's your real purpose. That's what we might call your pro-social purpose, the people who are helped, who are served by the work that you do. It's really easy, especially in unchallenging work, in work that really bores us, it's really easy to forget that real purpose, to just focus in on getting it done and not focus on who we're actually serving when we get it done. So discover that real purpose. While you're tracking progress, by the way, this is a great way to not only track progress but discover the real purpose. Tie any thank yous or uh, emails congratulating you that you get from the people who are served by the work that you do. Save them, drag them into a folder. You might wanna print them out and put them into sort of a physical box with your thank you notes because it's powerful to review those on a regular basis. If you're getting feedback from the real people, the real purpose that your work serves, capture it, save it for when you're feeling unmotivated as a powerful reminder of just how important your work is. My recommendation is you start by adding one. Just add one. Just build a feedback system. Just track progress and achievement. Just try a commitment device or make it social or discover your real purpose. Just start with one and see how that moves the needle on feeling additional challenges or feeling additional weight behind the work that you're doing or sensing your progress and your growth more than you have. All five of these are gonna motivate you to feel like you're growing, motivate you to feel like you're doing more challenging work. But just start with one and then titrate up, add more as needed until you find yourself indisputably knowing and feeling motivated to do your best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.